freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Welcome to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And today is our one year anniversary. Woo! We are so excited. It's our first birthday. Am I going to get presents? Well, our presents are all of the guests who come and talk with us. And we have seven lined up today. I am one of your hosts. I don't remember if I even said that. And Dan is sitting across from me. Yeah, I'm Dan. And welcome to the show. It's our birthday. Kind of, right? <laughs> it Anniversary is. Anniversary birthday. It's, a, it's either one. You can go either way. We've got a great show with a great lineup. We've got Nikki Gozer. Uh, she's going to be um, coming in first part of the show. She's the author of Denied a Chance, How a Gun Control, How Gun Control Helped a Stalker Murder My Husband. We also have Dave Kopp. He's the president of Arizona Citizens uh, Defense League and someone who has been so generous with his time over the past year to help us better understand the constitutional rights issues facing Arizona and the nation. We also have Chuck Holton. He is the host of Front Lines. It's a NRA TV series. He's an American war correspondent for the Christian Broadcasting Network, a publisher, author, and motivational speaker. He is a godly man out reporting in the thick of some of man's most dangerous areas. And for us, Chuck is one of those rare people who the minute you meet him, you're instant friends. You know, it's fun today to stack the show with people who have been, you know, an amazing part of our first year. And I mean, it was hard to, to not have everybody back on, but we only have two hours, so... Right, and speaking of that, uh, we did have Ken Blanchard. He is the um, um, author of Black Man with a Gun. We had him lined up, but he had an emergency. Yeah, and, and so Nikki jumped in in his place, and Ken was our very first ever interview, and so we thought it would be super fun to bring him back on the air today and celebrate our first anniversary. And he was a like a cold call for me. Like I'd seen, I knew who he was. He had no clue who I was. And I reached out to him and I just said, hey, would you be willing to come on and, and talk to us? And, and he was so generous. He's absolutely yes. Like he didn't, he didn't hesitate a minute. And when I got to meet him at the SHOT Show in January of this year, it was long after we had done our interview. I just thanked him so much for trusting me, especially when we talk about guns. It's a can be a, a ticklish area to step into for if you don't really know who your host is and what direction they're going to take things. And he, he was so wonderful. He is a reverend. And he just said, you know what? Spirit recognizes spirit. And I thought, wow, that's cool. And it is so true. And to our benefit... He was our very first guest, and we'll have him on again soon. Yeah, thinking about that, the first time we decided uh, that we were going to have a uh, talk show, and to think about, 
I got to give Cheryl a lot of credit. She puts a lot of work into this show. Well, thank you. And to think that, yeah, we'll do a talk show, and we had really no clue <laughs> what we're going to do, how we're going to do it. And she has just really brought things to life. I mean, I, I really appreciate it. Well, You've really I, done a good job. I am humbled by your compliment. And, you know, it is definitely a we effort. It definitely takes both of us to do this and, and our wonderful listeners and guests. And speaking of guests, we still have another second hour of guests to, to introduce. So That's our second hour. We have John Lott. He's an expert on guns and the author of a number of books, including More Guns, Less Crime, and his latest, The War on Guns, Arming Yourself Against Gun Control Lies. John's work gives those who are protecting our Second Amendment rights a solid foundation of solid research. We also have Judy Rhodes. She is a, form, a founder of Devo Women Outdoors Worldwide. Judy is the voice of women in the outdoors and inspirations to women worldwide. Judy spends over 200 days in the field developing shooting and outdoor programs within Diva Wow, encouraging women to find their outdoor passions. We also have uh, Barbara Baird. She is the owner and publisher of Women's Outdoor News, which features news, reviews, and stories about women who are shooting, hunting, fishing, and actively engaging in outdoor adventure. With a band of columnists like Cheryl. Yes, and I am very blessed to be one of their contributors. And reviewers, photographers, and female correspondents, the Woman Outdoor News engages its readers through a blog format. Barbara is a personal friend and has been an incredible source of encouragement for in us. I'm losing my voice. <laughs> Go ahead. Has been an incredible source of encouragement for us. And <coughs> she has actually opened countless doors, uh, introduced us to some wonderful people, and it, it's just been an incredible she is an incredible person for us to have, have known this, this past year and look forward to many more years to come. Yes, I lose my breath when I talk about her. She's <laughs> that amazing. She Clearly, really is. Right? She's outstanding. And we also have Rob Morris. He's one of the co-hosts of Polite Society Podcast. He writes Slow Facts blog and is host of Self-Defense Gun Stories Podcast. It's a weekly reports and commentary on civil... Wow, am I having a day today? On civilian... <laughs> Self-defense. Rob has been a frequent guest and someone we reach out to when we want to better understand a new story or a proposed law. Don't give me so much to read when I first wake up, Cheryl. I'm telling you. Well, it's a little past wake-up time, but you either need uh, a piece of cake or, or maybe not quite so much cake celebrating, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Is there going to be cake? Uh, well, I should have brought one, huh? We could have shared it. We could have shaped it in a shape we'll of a We'll have a pistol. virtual. Yeah, right? We'll have a virtual cake. Well, you know, you every week we have a theme, and you usually ask me to explain the theme, and uh, today's doesn't really require an explanation, right? Because it's all about friends and fun and celebration. It is our one, our first anniversary show, our, our one-year uh, birthday, and we wanted to take the time to thank did those Did you say, wait, did you say cake? I <laughs> I think I said take, but... You know, okay, it sounds okay. like cake, okay. so I think I better get Dan some cake. Um, anyway, take some time to thank those who have helped us along the way to bring back some of those guests who have been instrumental in our success this year and to reflect on where we are in the firearms industry and in this political season and also reflect on what an incredible first year God has given us through Gun Freedom Radio to meet awesome people, affect our world around us, and to grow as we engage educate, and inform. 
You know, there's been a lot of things going on. We've had a lot of good victories, and we've had a lot of bad. Yeah, how about the technical difficulties? Those are always fun, right? That's the way we say it. Oh, that was fun when that call dropped off and when we couldn't connect with that person. How about the time that I didn't do the math right on the time changes, the time zones? I mean, it's pretty simple math. I, <laughs> well, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna agree that you made a mistake. I'm just not gonna do that. I'm well, not go there because that's the safe route. Because you right. got to go home with me. But no. what, what I'm talking about, <laughs> the, like the poor people of California, that have lost so much this year mm. in the year that we've been on. Well, and all we can do is let everyone know about what is going on out there. We can't do anything necessarily to affect California, but we talk to people who are sitting in California right now listening to us, and you can do something. You know what? They're uprising, and they're not using their guns to do it. They're using their vote. Mm-hmm. And they are, they're going to attack all of those politicians that are trying to take their guns away. Mm-hmm. And not just their guns, their rights. It starts with the guns and then goes to all the other rights. Well, and that's one of the interesting things that we get to kind of talk about the issues and kind of pull them apart a little bit and, and look around the corners. And, you know, you really can be pro-Second Amendment and not really even care about the guns. Like, I think you can actually be anti-gun. Like, I don't necessarily want people to own guns, but yet I love the Constitution and I want to support the Constitution. You know, there's these kinds of distinctions that we can chew on, we can talk about, we can kind of turn it around in our minds. And and I even love it if somebody out there goes, that's the craziest thing I ever heard. Cheryl, I'm going to go on GunFreedomRadio.com on the Connect Us tab, and I'm going to say why I think that I disagree with you. And we love that when that happens. Of course, we always want it to be respectful, keep it intelligent, you know, keep it topical. Um, but but we have enjoyed this conversation this year, and we, we hope it continues. And I do have a quick uh, announcement that I did want to make because I am part of, we are part of the Arizona State Rifle and Pistol Association, and uh, they have an awesome event coming up very soon that I wanted to tell you about. Bring your family and enjoy a fun morning shooting clay targets at Ben Avery's Clay Target Center on Saturday, September 10th in commemoration of Patriot Day 9-11. The Arizona State Rifle and Pistol Association's Shotgun Division will be hosting an NRA Day fun shoot for beginners from 8 to 11 a.m. offering one-on-one shotgun instruction for sporting clays. For more competitive shooters, a 100 Big Bangs for Freedom Sporting Clays Tournament with 100 target competition starts at 9 a.m. That tournament start will be conducted as a shot heard round the world, commencing the shoot while promoting the worldwide movement to get the public to come out to shoot, to ranges to shoot. This event is a fundraising benefit for Hunts for Heroes, a program of the Arizona Elk Society for Disabled Veterans. For additional fun, there will be raffles for unique merchandise inside the Ben Avery Clay Target Center Pavilion. Don't miss the special event to commemorate Patriot Day 9-11. Join us to celebrate our American freedoms. To register and obtain more information, call 602 571 
4055 or email secretary at ASRPA.com. Now, we're not going to be able to be there because we're going to be at a woman's NRA convention. Is that correct? Absolutely. I get to be a panel moderator. And we're going to be talking about the DC project that we're very passionate about. And so that will be in Virginia, actually. And it is the NRA uh, Women's Leadership Forum Summit. And that's from uh, September 9th through 11th. So you, there's still time to sign up if, if there's any ladies out there that want to come on out and, and be a part of that fun, too. And I'm going, too, and I get to handle the luggage and stuff. <laughs> well, I keep saying it's a an interesting turn of events. You know, generations past, it would be, you know, the men are meeting off in the room and, and having their brandy and cigars and whatnot, and they kind of pat the, the little lady on the head and say, run off now and buy yourself something pretty. So I'm kind of having a good time with that and... Pat and Dan on his She head said it say- live on the radio. <laughs> I get to go buy something pretty. His will probably go bang, bang. What you want to do? When you're working hard to beat debt, you've got to think of creative ways to get your income up. Here's an idea. Sell some stuff at auction. Start with locally owned and operated potofgoldestate.com. The owners, Dan and Cheryl Todd, have over 60 years of combined experience in selling antiques, collectibles, guns, coins, and jewelry. And over their many years in business, they've earned the trust of thousands of people just like you. Whether you're saving for a rainy day emergency fund or paying down debt, let potofgoldestate.com help you get the extra cash you need. Potofgoldestate.com will purchase your items outright, or you can consign them to their twice-a-month online auction. Pot of Gold's nationwide online auction is a great place to get top dollar for your collectibles. They specialize in everything from antiques, coins, high-end collectibles, to cars, boats, guns, and more. Get started today at potofgoldestate.com, or visit them off I-10 and Dysart Road in Historic Avondale for some live auction action. For more information, visit potofgoldestate.com. That's potofgoldestate.com. Hey ladies, Cheryl Todd here from azfirearms.com. Many of us ladies are taking the important step of becoming responsibly armed, but it can be an intimidating process. And with all the politics swirling, a first-time gun buyer, whether a guy or a lady, might feel uncertain about where to begin and who to trust. At azfirearms.com, we are a small, friendly, family-owned shop that specializes in first-time gun buyers. We are staffed with knowledgeable people who are ready to help answer all of your questions. My husband Dan and I pride ourselves on having a safe, no-pressure environment. Once you have decided on a purchase, azfirearms.com partners with professional firearms instructors who will train you to become a responsible, safe, prepared, and proficient gun owner. So ladies and gents, when you are looking for personalized service and a huge selection, come to azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road or visit us on the web at azfirearms.com. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, educate, and inform. Sponsored by AZ Firearms, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. Today we are celebrating our one-year anniversary, and we're celebrating the people who helped make this an amazing year. Our first guest, we have Nikki Gozer. She's the author of Denied a Chance, How How Gun Control Helped a Stalker Murder My Husband. Are you with us, Nikki? Nikki, are you with us? Yes. 
Hey, welcome to the show. And, you know, it, it seems odd to be playing celebration music and reading the name of your book. <laughs> But, right, right. But um, we are so excited that you were able to to come on with us today because so much of the work that we're doing, so much of the reason that we are spending time on the radio talking about these issues, is to prevent someone else from having the story that you have lived out. Right. Right. Absolutely. So tell us, you know, denied a chance, how gun control helped a stalker murder my husband. Tell us a little bit about, about that event and how long ago it was and, and what you've been doing since that time. Well, this incident happened about seven years ago. Uh, my husband, Benjamin, was murdered in front of me by a man who was stalking me. Um, uh, this happened in a busy you know, restaurant, and um, it was a gun-free zone. Because of Tennessee state law at the time, I had to leave my permitted legal handgun that I normally carried for self-defense locked in my vehicle. Of course, my stalker did not have a handgun carry permit. He brought that gun in illegally and shot my husband six times in front of myself mm. and about 50 other people right in the middle of the restaurant. And I'll probably wonder... For the rest of my life, if I could have prevented that, of course, I'll never know because I was denied a chance with, you know, that's the title of my book. So Absolutely. I just, Go ahead. I just try to educate people as best I can. Well, I think you, you do such an amazing job because you're, you're just a reasonable person. You know, you're not a teeth gnasher. You know, we say that about our show all the time, too. We're not a teeth gnashing show. We're just, we just want to tell people the truth, that what has happened, what can happen, and let them figure it out for themselves. So, you know, in your situation, not only did your stalker not have, he wasn't even carrying legally, but somehow he just ignored that sign that's supposed to save everybody's life inside of the, the restaurant that, you know, the do not bring your gun in here sign? Yeah, I think there's a lot of, of these evil people, and we see it in mass public shootings as well. If anyone cares enough to actually do the research on some of these mass public shooters, uh, you'll discover that in their diaries and manifestos, they actually target uh, these gun-free zones because they know that their potential victims will be unable to defend themselves, so they'll get a higher body bag count. But you know, aside from mass public shooting, uh, a stalker, you know, a, a lone person who has a grudge, who's evil, homicidal. Uh, look, just because someone's evil does not mean that they're stupid. I mean, these, these people realize uh, that country zones make innocent people vulnerable. Exactly. I mean, I just always get the, I, I take things down to their, to their basics level. And in my mind, the basic level is when you see how animals behave, right? So when there's a, let's take a lion or a cheetah or or some kind of a predator and they want to take down prey, are they going to go, I just saw saw this meme today, are they going to go after the porcupine and get a face full of quills? Or are they going to go after, uh, let's say a rabbit? You know, somebody that some kind of a, a, a creature that 
is as defenseless as possible, that's going to put up as little fight as possible. Right. Good analogy. Yeah. You know, especially for women, uh, I try to talk to women as much as I can. Um, Unfortunately, stalking is a a real problem. I mean, women are stalked all the time. You, You wouldn't believe the amount of of stalking that goes on in our country. And let me tell you, it can turn out extremely dangerous mm-hmm. and even deadly. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's pretty scary when you have someone that is hunting you down. And especially after what happened to my husband uh, and I, uh, it's really concerning. But one thing I want to point out Uh, So many of the gun control advocates are like, well, you know, uh, that gun couldn't have saved you or him. You know, can I tell you 100 percent that I would have been able to stop him? No, obviously I can't because Mm -hmm. I was denied that chance. Um, I felt like I had enough training at the time that I probably could have. Um, But I I can't tell you that with 100 percent certainty. But what I can tell you is. I certainly would have liked to have had the chance. Well, and exactly. And that is why the name of your book is so perfect, you know, because you're not standing there, you know, saying that you absolutely would have been a sure shot or any of those things. But why why couldn't you have had the opportunity to try to save your husband's life? And so you've you've written this book. There's even a a Discovery Channel. Am I right about that Discovery Channel video that has been yes. made about this? It's Investigation Discovery. Um, they came out with a series called Obsession, Dark Desires. And uh, my episode is called uh, Serenade of a Stalker. And it's available on iTunes. You can download it. And it basically tells the story of what happened to Ben and I. They um, flew flew me out to London, England and did the filming over about three days. And it's, it's pretty accurate. I mean, you know, there's a few things that are a little off, but basically they, they did a, a good job portraying what happened to us. So I hope that it uh, really touches people. It plays in the UK and America still today. I still get emails from people from uh, around the country and internationally that have seen it. And it really touches people and, makes them realize, you know, this can happen to anyone. Well, exactly. And I, you know, I hate that you have to keep reliving the worst moments of your life to to help people understand why it's important to fight for our Constitution. And I thank you so much for, for allowing us to pry into that sensitive area um, every time we talk about this. Uh, But what I do like, what I I, I enjoy seeing on your Facebook page is that you tell us how and who your story is affecting. You You get messages all the time from far flung corners of the world that people... Their, their, high, their minds and their hearts are being changed by your story, right? Yeah, the last one I just got was from Italy. <laughs> wow. People, people in Italy are seeing my story. Yeah, yeah, it really affects them. It makes them, you know, realize that, you know, it, this, this can happen to them too. Uh, it, you know, I don't want people um, to be paranoid. Mm-hmm. I simply want people to be prepared. Mm-hmm. And um, just like in Tennessee, 
I worked with the sponsor of the restaurant, Carrie Bill, and his name was Senator Doug Jackson. He's actually a, a he was a Democrat, very pro-gun Democrat, hmm. but um, they actually passed the restaurant carry bill so that now, as long as you have a handgun carry permit and you're not drinking any alcohol, you can now carry in restaurants that serve alcohol as long as they're not posted. They still have the ability to post a sign if they choose to, but it's not, you know, against the law mm-hmm. to carry um, anymore as long as they're not posted. And, um, you know, that, that made me feel good. Um, that I was able to help in that. As a matter of fact, I'm sitting in a restaurant right now uh, where they serve alcohol, drinking a Diet Coke, and I'm armed, legally. (laughs) And that's a change that happened partly due to your work and your story. And that's that's incredible. And then recently, you said you you sent out a tweet, something, it it was kind of in response to, I don't know, something some politician said, I think, and uh, it, like, went viral, didn't it? Yes. I uh, tweeted um, ABC News, actually, about uh, what happened to Ben and I. And, I mean, people just grabbed a hold of it, and it just started being retweeted everywhere. It was kind of incredible. Um, I think people see it, and they're like, this is not real. Right. Surely not. And then right. they read it, and they go Google me, mm-hmm. and they realize, oh, this is very real. Hmm. Yeah, that's fantastic. I think even people that that want to prove you wrong are touched by the story because they they don't believe it. And then when they start looking at it, like, whoa, okay, well, but that's just her, you know. <laughs> it's like they always want to find some way to 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 not move from their position. But so moving forward to to today, you also now work with uh, an organization that is trying to to reach out and help people better understand the the statistics instead of the junk science that goes on out there. And that is? Yes, that is the Crime Prevention Research Center. Um, it was founded by our president, Dr. John Lott Jr. He wrote the book, More Guns, Less Crime. And he actually just came out with a brand new book called The War on Guns. And um, I'm their communications director and I just feel honored, you know, to work for such a wonderful person who has done so much great work to try and educate the public about how important your right of self-defense and our Second Amendment rights are. Absolutely. And we are thankful for the work that you and Dr. Lott are doing. And he is actually going to be our guest later in the show. So I get to have you both on today. All right. All righty, ma'am. Well, we've got to run. But thank you again so much for being a part of our one-year anniversary show. All right. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Thank you, Nikki. And stick around. We still have a lot more coming up. And if you want to learn more about Nikki and how to buy her book and learn more about her story, please go to gunfreedomradio.com and click on the guest tab. Dylan World.
world champion gunslinger and Hollywood gun coach. In the westerns, there's always a good guy and a bad guy, and sometimes the ugly guy. And I always root for the good guy, which is why I'm here to tell you about the good folks over at azfirearms.com. They are straight shooters and always give you the best deal in town. azfirearms.com is the biggest little gun shop in Arizona and have something for every single gun enthusiast. Long guns, pistols, hunting, military, law enforcement, home protection, you name it. And when you've got some guns to sell or trade in and trade up, azfirearms.com are the folks to see. Geez, they bought a cannon once. They are family owned and operated, friendly staff, courteous, totally reliable. azfirearms.com will give you the best value for your used guns. So stop in, see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd at azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road and tell them Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan sent you. Don Collier here, letting you know that you won't get fool's gold at Pot of Gold Auction. They're the genuine article. Pot of Gold auctions off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Stop in and see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd in Avondale, Arizona for some live auction action. Or check them out on the web at potofgoldestate.com. Auctions take place the first and third Tuesday of every month and are full of a great mix of antiques, collectibles, jewelry, guns, and coins. Visit our beautiful air-conditioned showroom off the I-10 at Dysart Road at 215 East Western Avenue in historic downtown Avondale. You will find a friendly and knowledgeable staff, comfortable chairs, and we even serve free birthday cake at every auction. Or bid from the comfort of your home at potofgoldestate.com. Don't miss out. Everything is going, going, gone at potofgoldestate.com. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. And today is a day of celebration. One year ago, we aired our very first episode of GFR, as we refer to it, you know, off air, Gun Freedom Radio. We are a, we were a one hour show back in that day, right, Dan? Yes, we used to say hello and goodbye and that was an hour. (laughs) We were on an AM station. It was a terrestrial radio station, which means you could hop in your car and and find us. Only if you're real close to the station, though. Well, and that was part of it. We felt so limited because we we went to two hours so that we could have more guests and talk about more issues. And so now we do run for two hours, and we're broadcasting from a beautiful studio in Scottsdale, Arizona, to reach the entire nation. World, didn't you just say that uh, we got... Uh contact from UK that they listen? Yes, and Germany and and Australia, and we do have listeners all over the world. So if you are hearing me off in those far-flung places off our shores here in uh, the United States, hello and thank you so much for listening. You know, the firearms industry is one of the only legal businesses that is highly regulated by the federal gov- government and vilified at every turn by politicians and activist journalists in the media and sometimes you just need a friend to bounce ideas off of and to ask you know potentially stupid questions is which is what I do with my friend Dave Kopp on a fairly regular basis 
And Dave has been, uh, you know, that friend to us this year. He's the president of the Arizona uh, Citizens Defense League, the AZCDL. And the AZCDL helps Arizona gun owners face the formidable fight against anti-rights groups and legislation that limits Second Amendment rights and are where the grassroots activists take a stand working at the Arizona legislature to get strong pro-rights bills written and passed into laws while stopping bad bills. Dave, are you with us? I am. I'm going to try not to ask too many stupid questions today, and you never call them that, but I always feel like kind of bad for you that that you've taken me on as your friend but <laughs> but I appreciate that you're there for me. So talk to us about this this past session. What what wins did you have? What frustrations did you have in Arizona as as we were going through the different bills? Well, I, you know, I think we did okay. Um you know, I think most sessions we do okay. So, you know, I, here in Arizona, I don't think we have a lot to complain about per se. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the other side of it is is that we could always do better. You know, and from our perspective, that that's always the case. You come into it saying, oh, we want to get this, we want to get that. And, and, you know, so you don't ever get everything you want. Mm-hmm. And you come out of it saying, gee, you know, I wish we'd have gotten that one bill. Or I wish we'd have gotten that other bill. And, you, you know, you're always a little bit disappointed that you didn't get everything. Absolutely. So, uh, so, but we had some good bills passed, and and uh, you know, I think overall we can't complain. You know, uh, we could have done better, sure, but but we did okay. Um, there were a few things that that passed that uh, uh, that were real important. Uh, we got uh, uh, penalties for preemption, uh, and I, I guess for those who don't know what preemption is, that means that the the state legislature keeps control of the gun laws, so you don't have localities passing uh, gun laws city by city. So, you know, you drive through Arizona, and every city you go into, you have different gun laws. So here in Arizona, we have preemption, but for years and years, we didn't have any penalties for that. So if if a city did pass its own gun laws, they were violating the law, but nothing happened. Hmm. And so you had cities, uh, Tucson in particular is noted for this, they would pass these gun laws, and nothing would happen to them, and so they were basically thumbing their nose at the state legislature. And so uh, finally, we did, this past year, we finally got penalties added to that. So now if cities like Tucson or Scottsdale or, or various other cities that have been doing this, now if they violate state law, we can actually sue them, we can actually hold them accountable. Um, there are fines, there are potential jail time and potential removal from office included in state law for them doing that. So that was a big win. Well, California needs to take note because they've got, <laughs> ugh, a madness over there, right? As you drive around, you know, you cross the street and suddenly you're probably facing a felony. Well, and California's laws are just a nightmare. So, and, you, you know, you and I know we've been talking with some folks over there. Uh, every year they seem to get worse and worse. And uh, California is like a big flashing neon warning sign for folks over here in Arizona. <laughs> uh, if it happens over there... It could happen over here, too. Absolutely. Dave, even the counties in, in California, like L.A. County, I just got a notice from my credit card company that they're going to stop letting me use a credit card uh, service on our website if I don't mention that we cannot sell ammo to L.A. County. Right. <laughs> it's just crazy. Okay. Yeah. 
So, so that's know. that's why we have to pay attention to these things. And one of the one of the things that did happen at the end of last session is that we we left a door open for this guy named Bloomberg, right? And he's got this initiative that he wants to get on the ballot. And can you tell us a little bit about that initiative? And did he step through the door we left open? Well, and, and that's another thing that goes back to some of the disappointments. Uh, people who follow this sort of thing, again, uh, we've heard about the, the universal background checks. Uh, you know, people, you hear, if you believe what you hear in the news, uh, Bloomberg and his people advertise these things as, as fairly benign. And they say, well, gee, you know, we want to pass these universal background checks because we don't want bad guys and mentally ill people buying guns at gun shows or over the Internet. And even gun owners look at that and say, well, that sounds reasonable. <laughs> and, you know, if that's all it was, mm-hmm. maybe it would be reasonable. Mm-hmm. But that's never all it is. And, and folks up in Washington State have already had this rammed down their throats through a ballot initiative, and they understand that, that that's not all it is. Because what these universal background checks actually do is they criminalize the private transfer, transfer, not sale, but transfer of every firearm. And so transfer is very broadly defined. It includes sales, but it's not only sales. So if you or Dan, say, are talking to a neighbor that you've known for 20 years and you say, hey, you know, let's go shooting, and you go out in the desert and you're shooting at tin cans and you say, hey, see my new gun that I just bought? You want to try it? That's a transfer. Yeah. As you hand him that gun, that's a transfer. Something and, that simple. Yeah, and if you do that, you now, under the Universal Background Check Initiatives, you would have to go, before you hand in that gun, you'd have to go to a federal firearms licensee, run a background check before you could do that, and before he hands it back to you, you'd have to do it again. If you wanted to teach somebody how to shoot, again, same same neighbor or that neighbor's kid, if you wanted to teach them how to shoot, again, have to go through a background check. Even the simplest act of handing another human being a firearm, no matter whether he's a stranger or you've known him all your life, Mm -hmm. every single one of those transfers would have to go through a background check. And so the the idea is not to catch criminals, even though that's what they say it is. Mm -hmm. The idea is to make it so cumbersome Mm -hmm. to own and use firearms that nobody will do it anymore. Right. We just throw our hands up and go, oh, never mind. But you know who's not going to throw their hands up and say, oh, never mind? The bad guys. Exactly. <laughs> it's not going to affect bad guys because bad guys break laws. That's why they're bad guys. Exactly. But this this Bloomberg thing, I, I think, you know, the best thing we can say is if somebody walks up to you and says, hey, will you sign this a petition? And you say, what's a petition about? And they say, well, don't you want to have stronger laws to protect the children against gun violence? I think you just need to nod and smile and keep walking because it's a trap. It's a trick. Yeah. Uh, well, and that's the thing, too, is, you know, they, they want to get you on the side of the road when you're not thinking real quick. And, and you know, you've got 10 million other things to do. Just just sign it. You know, mm-hmm. what's the, you know if, if it's something you really don't like, you could always vote against it. Right. Even if you're at a gun show and you see a, a booth that's doing petitions, you should be educated about that. Know what you're signing. Yeah, exactly. And then that's. That's the biggest thing, you know, when you mentioned earlier what we do, the the most important thing that we do over and above advocating for legislation or trying to keep bad bills from passing, most important thing that we do is to try to keep people informed because to have a government of the people, the only way to keep it 
of the people is for the people to be informed and know what's going on. Absolutely. So tell people real quick how they can learn more about the AZCDL and uh, join, because I'm asking y'all, if you can hear my voice, I'm asking you to join. Well, the best way to do uh, all of that, to join, to, to keep informed, to get all this information is to get on the website. It's www.azcdl.org. Absolutely. Now, we're... Don't have to be a... Arizona resident to join that club, it helps a lot more than just local. Yeah, t- how how would that be? So say I'm sitting in Kentucky right now. What do I care about what goes on in, in Arizona? Well, uh, you know, a lot of people have pointed out uh, we're, we're kind of the tip of the spear. You know, we're, we're kind of sitting in the front here. And, uh, you know, even if you don't want to join AZCDL, I encourage everybody out there, join your state association Join the groups in your state that are fighting the fight because everybody is in this. But, I mean, we encourage folks from out of state to join. And, you know, I belong to God knows how many groups. I haven't lost count at this point because we're all trying to support each other in this fight. And and it is a fight. It's not going to stop. It's not going to get any better anytime soon. Uh, on a national level, we've got candidates running for president who, as some people have put it, want to abolish our Second Amendment rights. And, you know, the news media uh, poo-poos that. It's, oh, that's not. Yeah, it is absolutely true. Mm-hmm. And these folks won't stop until they've done it. And so we've got to make sure that, that we don't let that happen because our rights don't protect us. We protect them. Let's talk about Hillary for a second, please. She said, The news media says she's not taking her rights away. But then she'll say, yes, I am, basically, right? <laughs> well, and, you know, the news media likes to parse. Mm-hmm. This is one of the reasons I, I detest talking to the media, present company excluded, of course. <laughs> but, but, you know, they like to parse. They like to, well, she never said she'd abolish the Second Amendment. Well, of course that's not what she said. What she said was, gee, the Heller case was decided wrongly. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, well, the Heller case decided that the Second Amendment was indeed an individual right. Mm-hmm. So if she just said that the Heller case was decided wrongly, then she's flat out saying that, Heller, that, that the Second Amendment is not an individual right. Exactly. So, okay, she doesn't want to abolish the Second Amendment. She just wants to make sure we all understand it's not an individual right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what does that it's really mean then, right? Exactly. So, I mean, obviously that's the way she feels. Obviously, if she gets Supreme Court picked, she's going to pick people that are not friendly to our Second Amendment right. I mean, there, there's any number of things that she's done, even as First Lady going back, what is this, 15 years now when they were, they were in the White House the first time? Mm-hmm. And there's any number of initiatives that she backed and supported to try and restrict and curtail our Second Amendment rights. I mean, she's got a long history of doing this. So the news media can parse all they want, but they can't erase the record. Absolutely. Well, Dave, thank you so much for coming on and talking with us today and being part of our first anniversary celebration. Oh, no problem. I'm always happy to be on. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon, and I'll see you in Florida at the GRPC in late September. Absolutely. All right. Thank you for having me, folks. Thank you so much. All right. Well, stick around. We've got more celebrating coming up with a trip to Israel with Colonel Oliver North. I'm going. Right? Stick around.
from the Self-Defense Gun Stories podcast. Each week we share stories about men and women who saved lives. Now I am asking you to be a lifesaver as well. The Second Amendment Foundation protects our rights to keep and bear arms. They defend our rights in courts from coast to coast. Today, they need our help. Please go to saf.org and join the Second Amendment Foundation. That's saf.org. And we're back with Cheryl Todd talking about the huge gun buying event at azfirearms.com. Oh, AZ, I get it, as in Arizona. Yes, but... Oh, or AZ, as in everything from A to Z. Well, yes, that too. But what I'm telling everybody about is that azfirearms.com is having a huge gun buying event to buy your old firearms all across Arizona and everything from A to Z. That's great news. See, my grandpa left me an old shotgun and it's just sitting on a closet shelf at home. So I can bring that into azfirearms.com and sell my gun. Absolutely. AZFirearms.com buys, sells, trades, and even consigns your old firearms. Any vintage, any style, military, long guns, handguns, hunting, or home protection. Single items or entire collections. We offer the highest value for your used firearms in a safe and friendly environment, staffed by knowledgeable people. AZFirearms.com is Knolltown Avondale off I-10 and Dysart Road. Come on down to the huge gun buying event every day through the end of the month at the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And for all your firearm and ammo needs, visit AZFirearms.com. Be a part of the gold rush and head on down to see my friends at Pot of Gold Auctions in Avondale, Arizona. Or check out the auction online at potofgoldestate.com. These folks auction off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Everything is going, going, gone. So you best hurry and tell them Don Cogger sent you. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we are celebrating a little bit. We also engage, educate, and inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And what are we celebrating today, Dan? This is our first year, but I don't see any cake. (laughs) He is locked on the fact that we don't have cake. and. That's my bad. I should have brought cake. What was I thinking? German chocolate. <laughs> Shaped like a gun. German chocolate. Oh, I like it. That's good. A little little chocolate chip uh, projectiles coming yep. out the... I like it. We'll, we'll have to work on that. Well, we are so glad you're here with us today and every week. And if you've missed any part of this show or any of our shows, be sure to check out our website for the recording. That is gunfreedomradio.com. Click the On Demand tab. And uh, we are about to, to bring on somebody that, that we just have a, a real special feeling for, Chuck Holton. We met him in Kentucky when we went to the NRA uh, meetings, the, the annual meetings. And, I mean, I think we got about 10 words in, and it's, uh, we just thought, this is the coolest guy. We just had so much in common. He's a Christian man. He's just, just a solid individual. And uh, I just, we're excited to bring him to the show at any time, but he's got something special he wanted to tell us all about. And so um, let's, without further ado, bring him on. Chuck, are you with us? Yes, I am. How are you, Cheryl? I'm excited. That's how I am. We're celebrating our one-year anniversary today. How are you? Fantastic. Happy anniversary. Thank you. Where's the cake? 
Oh yeah, my gosh. That's right. That's see, what I was thinking. See, this too. is what happens with these two. I should just never let them be together. So not only should I have cake here in the office, but all of our guests should have had cake sent, sent. Federal Express, right? That'd be a little difficult. I'm in Panama right now. Well, that, that's true. That would uh, be a hard delivery. Chuck, I heard they still have cake in Panama too. <laughs> Yes, they do. <laughs> well, tell us what I was leading up to. What What is the big uh, event that you have going on? Oh, coming up in September, we have a trip to Israel with Lieutenant Colonel Oliver North. Oh, you know, and, just a little uh, thing like that. You know, no big one. <laughs> just, uh, well, we do it every year, but uh, it, it's uh, one time when uh, anybody who, who wants to come on the trip can come along and spend time with the colonel and his wife, Betsy and uh, go see the Holy Land. Uh, these trips are special because Colonel North has a Rolodex that's to die for. I, I told him the only thing I ever want of his when he dies is his Rolodex. <laughs> and uh, that is because he, you know, he, can, he gets access to places that you just don't normally get access to. So mm -hmm. we'll be able to get into the Knesset and talk to some of the, the leaders of that country. We'll be able to go to a, to a, a military base within Israel uh, that uh, last the last time we were there, they had pilots uh, actively engaged in bombing Syria, uh, and we got to talk to them and go out and see their uh, their planes and everything. Uh, so it's a real special uh, trip. And uh, in addition to that, we get to of course see all of the biblical archaeological sites, which is very special as well. That is, I mean, talk about a bucket list item, and then... Well, come on. I know. I, I'm supposed to be in Florida at the Gun Rights Policy Conference <laughs> speaking there, so... Um, Let's see, Florida I know. Israel? I, uh, stop. I know. It's yeah. a tough, it's tough. Well, if but, I would have known about this before Cheryl, and it said Israel or Florida, we would have dropped Florida in a heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you know... you can come next time. We definitely want to think about that, but I have to tell you, when we mentioned it to our daughter, she kind of shot us one of those looks. You know, and she's like, I don't know, mom, it's, it's dangerous over there right now. What do, what do you oh, say to people not... that are feeling that way? Well, uh, you know, you have to understand the, the way that news works. I mean, you hear all the bad news out of, out of Israel mm -hmm. and it would make you think that it's a very dangerous place. <clears throat> I'm a war correspondent. I go to dangerous places every, every month mm -hmm. all around the world. I've been to every hot zone on the planet. As a matter of fact, it got me in trouble the last time I went to Israel because the as I tried to pass immigration, they said, "Wait a minute! You've been to every country on the terror watch list. Oh. <laughs> Step over here, please." And three <laughs> hours later, sitting in a room with a bunch of uh, Muslim, uh, Muslim and Middle Eastern males, uh, they they finally let me go. But wow! Um, so I, I can tell you that if, if you haven't been to a place and all you hear is the news, you have to rem remember that the news exists to report the out of the ordinary, not the ordinary. Mm. And so they report all the out of the ordinary things that happen. And if you haven't been there, then you don't have any context within uh, to, to put that. And uh, so it's, it, it'll give you a skewed idea of how dangerous, dangerous it is. We I, look, the last time I went on this trip, I took my mother, I took my mother-in-law who I love very much. I took uh, my, my wife and I took a whole, about 15 other friends and relatives uh, as well. So uh, if I'll take my own mother on the trip, then I, I think you'd be fine. I love that. And I, and I like how you say my mother-in-law, who I love very much, because there's some people out there who'd be like, well, you took yes, your mother-in-law. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, hopefully my, my son-in-law isn't one of those. I, I think we like each other pretty well. I promise we won't stray into Syria or anything like that. All right. Very. I'm... 
you know, I, I'm so tempted to come. And I now you say you do it twice a year. When when again? When's my next chance? Uh, well, it's either once or twice a year. Usually January or September or both. How many people usually go? Well, last time I was on the trip, we had like 54. We had a whole a whole tour bus. Wow. All right. Yeah, it fills up quick. Well, that is incredible. Tell people how to find out more about that, and then I want to ask you some stuff about what you've been doing. So you just go to olivernorthisrael.com, and all the information there is there. Uh, you know, and you can. I think there's. I think there's only a few slots left, so well, you better get on it quick if you're going to do it. I did look just to without my daughter in the room just to see, <laughs> you know, and it looked amazingly affordable. And I'm just telling you, bucket list item. And then with you and yeah. Colonel Oliver North, uh, I, the bucket is just infinitely larger. It so becomes a party right. bucket. A party bucket. <laughs> Probably That's with right. cake inside. It, it is a party. It is a party. <laughs> all right. So you go, like you said, to all kinds of uh, places that I would consider way too scary for me to go. Um, and you talk to people from all across the globe who are in various states of, you know, searching for freedom a lot of them are right sure and one of one of my favorite stories that you told us has to do with a a group of guys that had literally been through hell to try to reach american soil and and then they started hearing about what was going on with our our election so tell us that story again well you hear so much about the um, migration that's happening from uh, the Middle East and North Africa, Syria, Afghanistan, Iraq, uh, and, and North Africa, into Europe. Uh, and that has been in the news a lot lately. You also hear, uh, in the last couple of years, you've heard about the unaccompanied minor issue uh, coming across our southern border. But one of the things that is not making a lot of news is that there are literally tens and, and even hundreds of thousands of uh, migrants coming from Africa and the Middle East and uh, they, they realize that uh, their window may be closing to get a, a warm welcome at the border in the United States mm-hmm. uh, coming in illegally. And so uh, what I mean by that is that if uh, Donald Trump happens to get elected in November, uh, it, it might get more difficult for them to cross the border illegally from the south. And so right. the mad rush is on. And um, what they're doing is they're, they're taking cargo ships from Africa and the Middle East across to uh, South America, Brazil, Colombia, places like that. And then they get on chicken buses and they start riding these buses up through Latin America, trying to make their way to the United States. Well, none of the countries in Latin America really want them in their country. And so they're happy to just pass them along to the next country north. And that's kind of what happens. So they get to Brazil. Brazil says, you can't stay here. You got to leave. And so they cross the border into Colombia. Colombia says, you can't stay here. You got to leave. Incidentally, uh, Colombia has robbing these these migrants down to a science. So usually mm-hmm. by the time they get to the northern border of Colombia, they have nothing but the clothes on their back, mm-hmm. literally. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them don't even have passports. They don't have any documents. Um, you know, that they're, they're really in, in a, a world of hurt by the time they get there. But then they face uh, the what's called the Darien Gap. If you remember your geography... There's a, a jungle the size of, like, Massachusetts uh, that sits between Colombia and Panama that is trackless and roadless, uh, and they, it'll never have a road through there. There's a, a swamp in there the size of Delaware, uh, and it is one of the most extreme jungles on the planet. 
very, very dangerous, very unhealthy, very difficult. Uh, and so when they get to that border, what they used to do was get in a boat and uh, pay the boat driver to take them around to the first port in Panama. But now Panama has decided we're not going to accept any boats. So if the, they show up in a boat, we're going to turn them around and send them back to Colombia. So what they do, uh, kind of out of options, is they just start walking. They just start walking north. And they, they walk into the Darien Gap with nothing but the clothes on their back. The, the coyotes, for lack of a better term, the, the smugglers uh, that are on the Colombian side will tell them, oh, it's just a couple days walk. You'll be fine. Mm. Well, it's really more like six to nine days walk. And we're talking no food, no shelter, sleeping in the mud, just the clothes on your back. Again, terrible skin fungus and diseases and all sorts of things like this. Uh, some of them are dying in the jungle, but most of them make it out only barely with their lives. Um, so we went to the Panamanian side of the jungle. The reason that they do it that way is because if they make it through the Darien Gap and get picked up by the Panamanian police on that side, on the Panamanian side of the jungle, the Panamanian police can't send them back into the jungle because they would die for sure. So it'd be, it'd be a death sentence to send them back. So they have to keep them. And so, uh, when they make it out the Panamanian side, we were there to meet them. One of the things we found is that there's also a large number of Cubans coming through, a very large number. Actually, the, if you look at the number of Cubans who have come to the United States illegally uh, since Barack Obama was elected, before Barack Obama got elected, it was uh, four or 5,000 a year. This year, it'll be like well over 100,000, something like maybe 140 to 160,000 people. Uh, from Cuba alone. We met a group of these Cubans coming out of the jungle really almost dead, and they, they were in very, very bad shape, very bad shape. Medic, uh, they needed medical attention. They needed food, water. They were dehydrated. It was really bad. So we began to treat them uh, just out of a sense of humanity and uh, started talking to them about why would you put yourself through something like this? Uh, and they said, you don't understand. This is our only chance. We've heard that the after the election, we won't be able to do this anymore. And so we've got to get to America now. Many of them sold their homes in Cuba in order to raise the money to be able to travel. Uh, the only place they can really travel to, to, they can get a visa to, is Ecuador. And so they fly to Ecuador, and then they take chicken buses up through Colombia and then walk across. So they're um, doing all of this because, and I, I've got to wrap up, they're doing all mm -hmm. of this because they're fleeing a, an ideal Right, a political idea. Right, and you ask them, they say, we want to get out of socialism. We want to go to a place where we're free. We want freedom. I want the freedom that you have in your home to do and say and think what you want. That's what they tell us, word for word. And we tell them, well, you know, one of the people running for, for office for the next president has a lot of socialist ideals, wants to make our country more socialist. Mm -hmm. And they get angry and they say, look, I did not just walk through the jungle for six days right? to go to another socialist country. What's uh, wrong with you people? Exactly. that. We wonder that ourselves. Well, we've got to run. But thank you so much for being a part of our one-year anniversary show. And we will be talking to you soon. It's my pleasure. Thanks, Chuck. All right, stick around. We still have our number two coming up right after this. Carter here, letting you know that you won't get fool's gold at Potty Gold Auction. They're the genuine article. 
Potty Gold auctions off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Stop in and see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd in Avondale, Arizona for some live auction action. Or check them out on the web at pottygoldestate.com. 